Success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and rarely do they talk about it because quite frankly, that's not what creates success. Join us here where we will chat with fierce female entrepreneurs and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship and talk about the obstacles we have faced and how you can overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is the She's Invincible Podcast. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on the She's Invincible podcast. Guess what? We have another Invincible here with us today. I'm so excited to introduce to you Chelsea Kim. She is the co-founder and head of operations and community at Bella, a lifestyle brand with the first conversational banking experience, 100% powered by love. Oh my gosh. Bella is challenging the status quo and building their karma army by focusing on kindness, love, inclusivity, and equality while putting community and connection first. With years of experience helping to build startups in Silicon Valley, Chelsea is bringing her expertise to banking and creating a positive impact for their community and the world at large. Oh my gosh. Welcome, Chelsea. So, so excited to have you here on the She's Invincible podcast. Thank you, Cami. Oh my goodness. I just love your energy. You are so vibrant. And thank you for that wonderful introduction. Uh, I, I sound so impressive when you say it like that. <laughs> you, you are so impressive. Yes, that's you. That's you, I love that people say this all the time. And I absolutely love it. It's like you just go through life, right? Follow your dream, try to make an impact, (laughs) contribute wherever you can, right? Looking for great causes that are in alignment. And then somebody reads your bio and says, this chick did all this stuff. And she's like, what? Who are you talking about? (laughs) Yes, yes, it's real, Chelsea, it's you. It's almost like I make my own bios, isn't it? But but I always tell, I try to remind my listeners and my guests, they submitted those bios. They told me, but I, you know, it is so cool to know you and just to see what you're doing. And, you know, who knew that the world needed right now, like Bella, right? Like just the, just all of the things when you watch the news, it's these power words. That's like, we're scratching our heads thinking, gosh, the world needs more of this, right? Love, kindness, acceptance, you know, just all of the things. And so I'm just thrilled to share you today with our listeners. So let's jump in. This is just going to be such a fun conversation. Let's jump in. Let's tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Oh my goodness. Such a winding and crazy road. I will say I started out with a university degree from health education and behavior. And most people are sitting there going, what is that? It sounds like a fluff degree. 
sort of is. <laughs> it was, uh, it was all about teaching about health. Like what is the right type of nutrition? Why is washing your hands important? Seems appropriate now that we're in COVID, right? <laughs> that these are things that should be intuitive, but strangely aren't and have to be taught at hospitals or schools or any of those places. And uh, that somehow just wandering path led me to a financial experience of a banking app. I mean, connecting those dots is a winding road of just trying new things and not having any sort of fear that I was going to fail because I knew that I was smart. I knew that I could learn. And I think that's truly what makes me invincible is that ability to silence the noise and take the chance and the, what many people would probably consider risky. I consider run of the mill, my next move and the day to day for myself. So that was through health education to skills training, working with autistic children, working in their homes and teaching the families how to deal with new diagnoses, how to embrace the difference of their family. It's high stress, burned out of that a little bit and needed a change, moved over into technology. Someone took a chance on me is really what it comes down to. I stepped into an operations role, which is more business focused than your typical STEM engineering math type of degrees. And I was able to bring order to chaos at a company that they had no operational or business focused people. It was all engineers and scientists. So they look at me like I had three heads when I walked in the door and I just kind of got used to it. People always looking at me going, what do you do? Why are you here? Oh, I guess we do need you. And once you've actually made a difference, they're like, how did we live without you? Right. And so that took me into a drone company where I worked as a CSM, started a technical account management team and built an industry for that business, which then led me into a communication technology company and understanding how people communicate, which really took me back to that health education degree and that skills training I was doing with families and utilizing all of those little nuggets that I picked up along the way. And that ultimately introduced me to Bella and my personal dream of bringing love and kindness into these sort of broken industries and allowing people to realize that there is an opportunity to be kind to each other and that that doesn't make you weak. It makes you more powerful. And I think that's the real mission of Bella is that we are successful because we are kind and we're not successful because we're just out to make a dollar off of you. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. So let's do this. Let's jump into, um, tell us a little bit more about Bella, right? Before we jump into like our topic, because a lot of people are not familiar with this type of banking. So, uh, let's, Let's go there for a few minutes. That's probably a, a very industry term to many people. And they're sitting there going, okay, what does that mean? It's like this. It's you and talking. But instead of talking to a person, you talk to our app. So you use full sentences to sort of create the commands that you want to do. Instead of using a menu button where you say, I want to transfer money from my checking to my savings and enter a dollar amount. You put it in a sentence because that's how people communicate. And that's how we talk to each other. Why wouldn't we talk to our technology the same way? And so that's the conversational piece of it. The love and kindness and respect comes in with the way that we offer our accounts. So the first thing would be our, what we call a karma account. And that is a way for people to just do a kind gesture and pay it forward for another person. It doesn't have to be anything big. It's not, you know, making thousand dollar donations to some 501c3 that, you know, you're, you're doing your sort of annual tithing, so to say, right? It's about the small moments of connection and allowing people to do kind things for each other on a regular basis, but without a lot of effort. 
So people can put money into their Karma account. It's sort of like a checking account, but with no card. And so, Cami, if you had a Bella account and made a purchase with your Bella card, I might have paid for it out of my Karma account for your coffee or a piece of your grocery bill or maybe school supplies. Um, one of our people actually told us a story about she was feeling really low. And since this is a mostly female podcast, I'll talk about it because it's usually taboo and in other schools. Fortunately, it shouldn't be, but she was buying tampons because she was feeling really terrible and she needed tampons for her period. And often that's not something that you're sitting there going like, okay, this is a necessity, right? It's not something that's like a uplifting moment. And someone else paid for her tampons. And she was like, oh my gosh, that moment where I felt so low and miserable and stomach hurting and someone else did this was just this aha moment that like, anything is possible. Okay. Anybody can do something kind for somebody else without thinking about it. That person doesn't know they paid for her tampons, but it completely brightened her day. Right. And so it's things like that, that enable us to have connection to each other. And then in the app, you can send a thank you note back to that person and say, you know, a preformed response of thank you so much that made my day or thank you for your generosity. It was so kind of you to think of somebody else. And so it kind of gives both sides of it that little nugget of oxytocin, um, what we call the selfishness of kindness, right? It's that you do good deeds because it makes you feel good. And it also makes that other person feel good. So you get to see that other person feel good and it gives you this little boost to feel better. And so that's really what Bella is about is, is finding those one small little meaningful connection points that you would want to just do something nice for someone else or have someone else do something nice for you when maybe you're not having the best day. That's awesome. So it, so you mentioned an app. So is that the way that you can open an account with Bella is by downloading the app yes. to your phone? Yes. So we're in either the iPhone app store or we're in the Google Android play store. You just download Bella loves me. And then you can sign up for an account through that. And it's a personal checking and savings account. So we do collect social security number and a physical address where your card can be sent. We don't use PO boxes. So a lot of times when people are applying, they're like, why are you collecting all of this information? It's a bank account. It's really, a, it's a real bank account that has your, your personal details, you're transferring money into it. And so we need to make sure it's safe and that you are who you say you are, but we don't credit checks or anything like that. So you don't have to worry that it's going to ding your credit. Yeah. I'm thinking as you're talking, I'm like, buckle up buttercup, because with the way the government is turning <laughs> some of these things, um, and I do, try not to talk about politics on the podcast, but I just am thinking as we're talking about banking and accounts and money and social security numbers that, mm -hmm. oh my goodness, they're trailing us, aren't they? So, so is there a minimum in order to open an account? I know a lot of banks have minimums or else you have to pay service fees. And so how does all that work? Yes, there's no maintenance fees, no minimum balances, no minimum fees to have an account. You can have checking account and as many savings accounts as you want, because we want you to set your savings accounts up to match the goals in your life. So you could be collecting for your next vacation. You could be collecting for school supplies for your kids, whatever it may be. We want you to be smart about how you're doing that and teaching good financial habits. And so from that perspective, uh, you don't have a minimum that you have to keep an account open because you might just be starting your journey. I love it. And then they have checks. You can write checks. No, I don't have checks. It's fully digital. So ACH in means you have to have either another bank account, direct deposit your paycheck or things along those lines. 
but um, we do have a debit card. So it's, it's a visa batch debit card taken at most locations and we don't have ATM networks, but we refund two ATVs per month. That's a new thing. We used to do all of our ATM fees, but unfortunately for our business model, that was pretty impactful. So we do two per month, uh, but it's a $500 limit per withdrawal. So you can take $1,000 out per month with no fees at all. We will refund any fees that the ATM charges you. And there are no national fees. So if you take your debit card and use it abroad, we will refund any transaction fees that are charged to you. So very similar to trying to use a travel credit card but using smarter financial choices of the money you have and not using the money that might be loaned to you with a high interest rate. Awesome. Oh, that was such great. Now, so much more clarity. Okay. Well, listen, I'm so excited about our topic today, you know, because of my background in history, but we are talking about the bumblebee effect and enjoying the journey. And you have had quite a journey yourself, right? Between going to school and getting a degree in, you know, what you did and health and that, and then going into drones and banking and oh my gosh. So <laughs> I th- I don't know anybody I'd rather talk to about than, more than you about enjoying the journey because you just have this like peaceful calm about you. And it's like silent, but deadly. Like I feel that in a good way, like you're so powerful and yet you're just like, the swan, right? The swan is just so calm and peaceful and yet making such an impact under the water that nobody ever sees. (laughs) Yeah. So let's go into it. Let's talk about this bumblebee effect. Yes. It's a concept that I was introduced to very recently, but it totally describes my life. And it's this theory that the bumblebee aerodynamically should never fly, right? It's so large. It's these tiny wings. It's eggs on its bottom half because it can't lift its whole body, but no one ever told it it shouldn't fly. So it does. Right. And so that's kind of how I I think about my journey in my life is that no one ever told me that I couldn't do banking without a banking degree, without being in industry. So I just did it. (laughs) And it's the same way that I've approached sort of all of my jobs, switching from health education and the skills training into technology, learning all about waveguide optics, creating proposals and and running all of the departments that needed to be built there, because that's the, the position that I walked into as the first business hire. And I started with just organizing POs and invoices and learning about vendors and things like super thin, fragile glass and how it needs to be shipped and how it needs to be handled. Then learning about the the uh, SBGs, which is called a switchable brag grading and the things that uh, enable head up displays. Like if you have a, a car that allows you to see a visual of your speedometer in the windshield. I learned a lot about that stuff because no one ever told me that I was not able to, that I wouldn't be able to succeed in an industry where I had absolutely no experience. (laughs) And then uh, from there, I took it into drones. I got my part 107 pilot's license, learned how to fly them, learned how to teach people to fly them and built an industry, which really spoke more closely to my heart than what the company was originally in, which was aggregates and mining. So they were enabling people to keep their jobs longer because those are very physical fields and uh, measuring stockpiles of of rocks and things that you need for foundations or paper, all these different components, right? That most people never think about, but you actually see aggregate quarries everywhere. If you are in the industry, you start noticing them and it's really weird. But, um, But 
no one told me that I couldn't learn aggregates and that I didn't need to know what geology was and rocks. And, and that became really interesting to me to see how I could help people that way. And then started an industry for insurance and helping in disaster areas and sort of became a storm chaser. Because uh, when the hailstorms would hit or hurricanes would go, that's where you have to go and, and help assess people's houses, get the money to be able to live, either pay for their hotels, rebuild their homes and their lives. And so from that perspective, I was able to really bring in the empathy and the kindness and the, the impact in life that I really wanted to with my job. And that taught me that you can have a business that really helps people and do it with kindness and integrity, and you could still make money. And that was sort of the concept that really fed into Bella and allowed me to really understand that, okay, one, I don't know this industry, so I'm just going to be another bumblebee flying into it. And two, that this is something that's so necessary. And just because no one's done it before doesn't mean it's not necessary. Doesn't mean that there's not a place for it. It's just, you're going to have to battle your way through and show people that you can fly when maybe they don't believe that you should. I love it. I love it. So I have some questions, some things I want to talk about. One of them is that you all launched Bella during the pandemic. Oh my gosh. Yes. So let's probably the most stressful year. (laughs) Yeah. I think we should talk about that because, you know, this is all the, the, about the journey. Right. And so, you know, that was a pretty stressful journey, I'm sure. So let's, yeah, let's just go there and talk about like some of the things. Why do you recommend uh, starting a business during a pandemic? (laughs) Why shouldn't (laughs) you? (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. Oh my gosh. If, if you love stress, then I highly recommend it. (laughs) I think it's a, it's a different kind of approach, um, trying to work in a pandemic across all industries, no matter what you're doing, if you're working for a company, your life has changed. If you went into an office and now you're working remote, your life has changed. You probably have children and you, you need to balance that work life in a different way because kids weren't going to school or they weren't able to do their extracurriculars. And now you're sitting there, you're managing the family, you're managing the household, you're managing your job all in the same hours constantly. There's a lot of stress there. And I think for me personally, it was not about the pandemic so much as creating something that was going to make impact. And so the timing happens to be the pandemic. We we started kind of talking about this in 2019, November. And then in November, 2020 is when we launched. But I think it's truly what saved me. And I guess that would be the piece I recommend doing in a pandemic is giving yourself something to focus on because those long hours and those long days and those problem solving moments gave you something to look forward to, to feel successful about and to feel like you were actually making an impact. And so it was, it was definitely a difficult journey. I look back on it and I'm very grateful for it because it did give me focus and purpose. But at the same time, I've been involved with startups for a long time. I've been in the trenches when we're trying to launch, launch new products, launch new industries, launch new companies. And often you get this opportunity to sit in a room with five, 10, 15 people and really hunker down and live, breathe, eat what you're trying to do. And there's this energy and positivity and everyone's pulling in the same direction. And it just, it energizes you and it brings the best out of you. And you're working toward the same thing together, which 
wasn't the case necessarily for Bella. It wasn't that we weren't working towards the same thing, but we were in multiple places all over the world. We had people in Italy and I am originally from Hawaii and I had gone home to help my mother with some things that were going on in her life during the pandemic. And that made a 12 hour time difference between me and one of my colleagues, not to mention the others that were in the New York area, which was a five to six hour time difference, depending on the time of year. And so you're talking about working 24 hours because you've got family duties and then you've got work duties and you don't have that same energy pushing you to deliver and to accomplish because you can't feed off of the energy of the others and the things that they're trying to, to accomplish alongside you. So it made for a very interesting type of launch. It made for a really interesting type of community and team building and connection and the right type of culture for a startup because startups are all about the small and the embracing and the jack of all trades picking up where anything is falling down. There is no individual job in a startup. It is everyone has to pick up everything and figure it out together. And so that was an interesting complication, but I would say, you know, going back to your original point, highly recommend for giving yourself purpose. Highly don't recommend for trying to create culture across the world. <laughs> uh, that's so funny that you say that too, because I was going to ask you about that. And I know we had a conversation about that is how, how was it so different, you know, that you have employees in different places all over and how do you keep them all together driving the force right in the same direction with the same values and goals when everyone is in a different place and there's no community and you have to create that right mm -hmm. during a pandemic. So there are people that were, you know, filled in an office with hundreds of people that all scattered and dispersed. So give us a couple of tips about how you do that at Bella to keep your people together and keep that driving force. It really is about leadership and who you are to your team. And so for me personally, that is all about empathy. And I try to lead with empathy. I try to approach from putting myself in someone else's shoes and understanding where they're coming from so that I can understand how to approach them. Because if we're in an angry state because something's going wrong personally, I may not know that when I'm on a video call with you for 20 minutes, but if I can understand that you have some things going on and that you need a minute, then we can have a better conversation, right? And so I try to model that for my employees. And so when we have calls or meetings, I will often start with, this is where my mental space is. It might be good, bad, or ugly, but this is what's going on with me. And what's going on with you? All right. So now we know where each other stands. Let's approach it from there. Because you miss out on those personal interactions. If you're in an office, you could read body language. You can see how someone's reacting day to day. But you don't get that when you're on Zoom calls or if you're on Hangouts or chats or Slacks or whatever sort of technology that you're using. You don't necessarily see it even if you're on a video call. You can't read people the same way. And so it's for me all about making sure people know where you stand, where you're coming from, and then recognizing where they stand and where they're coming from that allows us to create those connections. And then also adding to that, it's finding time for personal connection. 
not every call can be a hundred percent about business, right? We have one-on-ones and we have group team outings. Uh, we've done trivia nights through zoom. We've tried to find ways to connect with each other. We use a platform. We actually, it's called donut and it's supposed to mimic the coffee chats. And so it's to set up, you know, it randomly selects people from within your team, puts them together. And then they have three weeks to set up a, a call together. That's absolutely no work discussion. You're only allowed to talk about your personal, like where you are, things that you enjoy, but it's not about project planning. It's not about pushing things forward. You can complain about work. Sure. Whatever (laughs) you can complain about me, but it's an opportunity for people to, to connect on a, a different level and not just be work, work, work all the time and really realize there's a human behind that. I love that. Oh, those are such great tips. So for, for those that are still, you know, trying to figure that out, you know, and a lot of businesses, they're not going back to work. They're staying at home. So I yes. love that, the, you know, this pandemic, the one gift I would say, uh, and I know there's many, um, but the one gift would be that for me is that, you know, we've, we've proven to these old school CEOs that we don't all have to be under one roof and be micromanaged. And, you know, you don't mm-hmm. need to know where your employees are every minute of every day. You give them their jobs and you let them get it done. And right. Is there anything else to talk about? Right. Like this is oh your job. Treat them as adults. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're yes. adults. That's Act adult, like it, right? You know? <laughs> it's the truth. And yet, you know, there's still so many out there. And I really am seeing and and myself and then from other people that I talk to in different companies that uh some got it. And the ones that at, that actually leaned into it are doing way better than the ones who resisted, right? They're still struggling and they're not strong. And so I just want to encourage everyone, if you're in that place right now, lean into this like it is a new way of the new world and it is one gift that we got from this pandemic and you have to set yourself up for success with it too if you're working from your dining room table at the same time that your kids are doing their homework that can be really stressful you're trying to have calls they're trying to ask you questions so set boundaries and and hold them it's something that i talk to my employees especially the ones with kids because so often they're used to being super mom, super dad, and they're there for everything and they want to be there for everything, but you need to have your space. And so that means, you know, letting your kids know that you're not available at this time, but you will be there at lunch. You will be there at dinner. You will be there at bedtime. You will be there at homework time and truly being present. So I tell them block your calendar whenever that time is from four to six, if that's homework time and dinner, then do it. And you're unavailable that time, but that's okay because you don't have to be in meetings at the times that you need to be present for your family. And so it's all about just setting those boundaries on both sides and then holding them and not letting someone book a meeting over your family time. I love that. That's such great advice, Chelsea. Oh my gosh. Well, this has been so great. Let's tell let's tell our listeners what is happening. What's coming up soon? I know you guys are working on so many fun things at Bella. So tell us what we can look forward to seeing in the very near future. Yes. So the banking app will continue developing. We'll continue adding more services and different opportunities within it. Right now, like I said, it is personal checking and savings accounts, but we're looking at ways that we can expand that to meet the needs of our customers. But the really fun part, and me being the head of operations and community means that my heart and soul is in community, (laughs) but it's a we are going to be launching an apparel brand because we had given out merch to our founding members. We called them 
and to various people, we do random giveaways just as Bella surprises. So mimicking that real life experience to the app experience. And people went crazy for these t-shirts and hoodies and hats and things that we gift out. So we decided, all right, let's bring that to everyone. So you don't have to be a Bella member or wait for a surprise. Now we'll be able to purchase this amazing wear that you will pronounce exactly who you, who you are and what you stand for. It's all the sayings and things that go along with Bella. Kindness, inclusion, and happiness, and gifting, and joy, and doing good to feel great about yourself. And so all of that will be available in December. And we are working on that launch right now. We have photo shoots and we're getting people together and helping them to look at our, our lines and feel good about that and gifting those away as well. But the big piece is that everything that we do will be gifting back to a community and those communities will change. Right now we are running a community organization push in LA. We're calling it Bella Loves LA. And we're working in that micro community to support breast cancer research awareness because this is something that's really deeply affected me. It's affected the people that we're working with. And it's something that we can do to help those people feel good about themselves and bring a little bit of hope. So we have what we call the Hope Mural, which was created by the LA Hope artist, Hope dealer, uh, Corey Maddie. She's the 2021 Woman of the Year for LA County. And she painted this mural for breast cancer awareness. And there's a QR code where you can donate and it's also on our website so that we can gift back to the communities that are most in need and be able to help them with breast cancer research, education, treatment, and everything that goes alongside being diagnosed from the family side to the personal side. And so those are two sort of community efforts that we're doing right now. And even the sale, the apparel percentages will go back to different types of, of organizations. We work with many charities, what we call change makers. So they may not be a charity, but they're an individual who's really trying to affect positive change in their area, their community. And we want to give them light and boost and try to get them to where they can really make impact. So few different things going on a lot of stuff there but <laughs> lots of exciting no kidding. things it's amazing i love what you're doing and i'm in such an alignment with it and um just excited can't wait to see the merch and you know this whole breast cancer uh you know movement here and, and any way we can support that is just so so close to my heart well let's do this let's tell our listeners where they can find you well, we can be found at bellaloves.me for our, our web address and also for our Instagram handle. Follow along and see what we're up to, see what we're launching. We'll be able to have the shop there very shortly so that you can help support all of these give back programs that we have. You can download the app from the app store or from the Android store, the Play Store, or you can click on the button on our website to go ahead and download and it will understand which device you're on to go ahead and download according to what store you need. So those are the main channels to learn more about our company and the things that we're doing in the community. You can also reach me directly if you ever have any questions on LinkedIn. Just connect and send me a message. Let me know that you heard us on this show. She's invincible and that, that you wanted to ask me questions. I'm always here for as much that I can give back to the communities that have helped me. Oh, Chelsea, this has been amazing. And just for our listeners, all of those links and everything that Chelsea just mentioned will be in the show notes. So just click the show notes as you're listening and you can get a direct link right to Chelsea Kim. 
And now a word from our sponsor, Christine Trumbull, founder of Coaching the Climb, understands the challenges of building a successful business. She's faced many of those challenges herself and helped hundreds of clients build successful businesses. With the launch of her new podcast, The Climb with Christine, you will hear the same advice she gives her clients, as well as conversations with experts in a variety of topics, including business, health, relaxation, mindset, kids, and fashion. Check it out on iTunes, The Climb with Christine, and be sure to subscribe, download, and give her a rating and review. And, you know, on the She's Invincible podcast, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce female entrepreneurs. Oh, my gosh. Have we delivered that today or what? And we promise them that we're going to share with them tips and tricks and, and just, you know, the voice of the expert so that they can get some value and put some new things into place to have a better positive result. And wow, Chelsea, you have really, really brought it here today. But we also promise them that we're going to pull back the curtain. You know, the Chelsea that we see today is not the Chelsea who was studying health in college, right? So, you know, all this, this journey, as we say, and what, how appropriate that we talked about enjoying this journey um, brings you to the success with confidence and people look at you now and think, wow, I wish I could be like her. And they have no idea what it took to get to be like her, right? (laughs) Everybody wants to be like you, but nobody wants to put up with the obstacles they have to overcome and the obstacles that you had to overcome so that you could get where you are today. So we're going to pull back the curtain right now and we're going to let them in and we're going to show them just like you said about delivering hope. We're about to deal some hope right now. We're going to share with them some of the things that you got to enjoy and that you also had to overcome in order to be the Chelsea that you are today. Are you ready? Ready as I'll ever be. (laughs) I know the truth, right? Moment of truth. Okay. Well, we're going to start with the good. So that's the good news. Uh, Let's start with the good. Tell us a story about the good part of your journey. Not exactly one story, but it's more of the lesson I learned in it. And so that is the importance of networks and keeping and maintaining strong female relationships. And I have so many stories that could fall into that, but I have found that the best teams that I've been able to build have been strong women who know who they are and what they're there for. And coaching people to get to that place has been really impactful for me. Being coached to get to that place has been really impactful, but also connecting with people that understand where you are and being able to bounce ideas off in a safe space, being able to to create those safe spaces is something really passionate about. And it's something that I think Bella also proposes, but it's something that I, as an individual, am very focused on. So anyone that I am working with, I try to always bring my best self to them. And I really, really try to collect people as I go along, so to say. So whether male or female, if somebody who aligns to my values, to the things that I'm trying to accomplish, we never know how that person's going to affect us down the road or how we might affect them. And so finding the way to bring joy and kindness into every interaction, but then being also able to accept that joy and kindness from others. I think that's probably the 
the best part of my life, of my journey and the things that I get to do every day, even in the business I'm working right now. And I can't even let you say that without saying this right back to you, Chelsea, you are so good at this. Like this is your magic. Um, you know, when we first met and I found out you lived in New York city and I had just been invited to come speak at a big event in New York city. It was, you were just so good at it. And I just so appreciate you so much. And the example that you set that, you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I would love to meet you. Let's connect. And then you came to the event and we got to connect. And really, I mean, I feel like we're going to be lifelong friends now because we spent that time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you, you came, and we met and we had conversation for hours and got to know each other. And then you came to the event and you came and got to see me speak and we connected on another level. And I'm so grateful for that because that just shows me like, you know, you do have to go out of your way, right? It's not always convenient to build that community, to build the friendships and the relationships. But when there is alignment and you see that and you put in that time and effort, a mag magical, magical collaborations happen. And I'm so grateful for that. And I just want to say thank you because I so appreciated getting to meet you, but I also appreciated you taking the time out of a busy New York City morning <laughs> to come all the way over to that event just to be in, in the space where I was speaking. And that was so supportive to me. And I appreciate you so much for that. And I'm so excited for whatever the future holds in any collaborations and friendships that you and I have. But just know that you really, really were the one who led that. And your heart is amazing. And the magic is amazing. Thank you, Thank you so much. Some people would oh, just be too busy, you know? Some, but you, no. you really stopped the clock. And you jumped off and you did that. And that <laughs> meant so much to me. And I appreciate you for that. It's like I said, you've got to support other women and, and it's not a competition. We have to pull each other up together. And that means showing up. If you say you're going to be there, be there. And if you're not going to be there, explain that, but don't disappoint people by giving false promises. And so I wanted to be there for you. I think that what you're doing is amazing. And this podcast, I love all the guests that you've had and the the ways that you've been able to bring these women to the forefront and really give them a, a platform is, is fantastic. So I wanted to support you and, and I'm glad that I was able to do that. Thank you, Chelsea. Thank you. And then here you are, right? And I'm just so excited. <laughs> so excited. Okay. This has been so fun, <laughs> but now we have to talk about the bad. Can you share a story with us about the bad part of the journey? I think... Tying it back again to, to sort of those empathetic moments and the types of mentoring and teaching and places where I've been in companies, um, one of the bad that I have experienced is unpaid work. And I think that a lot of women experience this and we don't really talk about it as much, maybe a little more now than we used to, but the ERGs, the employee resource groups that we all start, the supporting women and taking time and having those book clubs or whatever it might be and doing that at the company where we are, because we want to make those connections and create that culture and mimic, you know, sort of what is the best parts of our lives and ourselves into the work environment, but it's all unpaid and it's never recognized and finding a way to make that part of your job so that you're not doing it on top of your job. was a huge lesson for me because I was spending probably 40 hours a week, 
putting together employee research groups, running book clubs, all the things that were really important to me about business etiquette, learning and growing. And it wasn't important to my company. And so they did not support it in the way that they should have. And I was basically working 80 hours a week, 40 hours during my regular work day. Well, we say 40, we all know it's like 60, but, (laughs) and then an additional 40 hours a week trying to put these clubs together, which everyone valued, but nobody wanted to contribute to. And so uh, it was, I won't say the bad because I learned a lot from it, but it comes back to how I treat my employees and I tell them to set boundaries. I have to do it for myself, right? And so that was a boundary that I, I learned from previous positions and I put into place at Bella and now we share the load and everyone, if they want something to happen, they have to contribute. And if they're not contributing, then the program dies because one person alone can't run everything. Boy, that's the truth. There's a truth bomb right there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and you know what? That is happening so, so much in the world. And especially once everyone went home, right? There's like no start or stop time. So it just is mm-hmm. all day go, right? And so, yeah, I could see how that could be so frustrating. All right. Well, now we have to go for ugly. <laughs> There's always ugly, right? In every journey. Um, but what I always find is that the ugly is what takes us to the greatest part, right? We learn when things are going great. We're not learning. We're teaching, right? We're teaching other people like, yes, I'm doing great. And I'll show you how to do great. But man, are we the student in those ugly times? We learn the most. It's like that crash course. So share with us mm-hmm. one of your ugly stories. So I think this comes back to my personality. And um, so this is not something that I've actually shared very publicly, but I am, I am an extremely feminine woman. I, if you could see me right now, I'm wearing a shirt with cutout hearts all over it and a little bow and Peter Pan collar, and I've got full makeup on and I love to do my hair and all these things. And I think that that's one of the powerful things about me because twofold people underestimate me because I look extremely feminine. And they also think that it's okay to say things to me that are absolutely inappropriate. And one of the ugliest times that I went through was I had uh, a boss's boss's boss. This is someone who was not my direct, you know, so I I don't want anyone to think that anyone that knows who I reported to knows who this is, (laughs) but, but, um, I would come into work wearing heels and skirts and I, I mean, not, not anything mini skirt or anything like that, but um, two twos even. I mean, I push the limits. I know it, but I love feminine things. And every time that I would do that, I would get a compliment on how nice my legs looked or how beautiful I looked that day, but I couldn't get promoted at that company. And they just loved looking at me. And so it was one of the ugliest times because I started to devalue myself and I started to wear more masculine clothing. I would wear pants all the time or, you know, just a plain button down or a sweater vest or something that was still a little bit of a nod to the things that I liked, but not over the top, not to be noticed. And it really dampened my spirit a lot. And as I left that position and I was able to refined who I am. I'm back to wearing my Peter Pan collars and my sparkly tops and and pants and all the things that make me me and recognizing that I don't have to dim my shine, that respect should not be earned in that regard. It should be given. And having people comment on your attire can be great if they mean it in a good way, but you shouldn't devalue yourself based off of someone else's inability to see the brightness within you. Oh my gosh, Chelsea. 
Oh, I want to see your tutus. <laughs> Send me a tutu <laughs> picture. That'd be so great for the She's Invincible podcast. That is a real thing that's happening in the world and it's still happening, right? And I mean, I know we're trying to get better, but are we really better? You know, and what is it going to be like when people do all go back to work, right? Now that they've had like that pause of not having that and then it's going to be even crazier, I believe. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so sorry that you had to deal with that, but I'm grateful that you're able to share that for some of the other women, because at the end of the day, like, what do we tell them? Never dull your sparkle, right? Mm -hmm. If you're too much for someone, they are not your people. Right. And so yeah. I'm so glad that you're back to the real Chelsea and that you, <laughs> you, yeah, that you drew the line in the sand. Right. And you took your place yeah. because, oh my gosh, I set a boundary and I handed them sunglasses. Ah! <laughs> Love it. Oh my gosh. Everybody's got to wear shades, right? <laughs> Shine your light girl. That is amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I know that's not easy, but that is going to give hope to a lot of women that are listening today. Oh my gosh, you guys. So fun. Well, Chelsea, before we say goodbye, I want to ask you a question. Okay. So you lived in LA right? And then, and you couldn't wait to get to New York City and you love New York <laughs> City, but you're from Hawaii. So I'm going to give you this one. I want to hear the top thing. So one from each place. I want to know your favorite place, <laughs> your favorite thing about Hawaii. Let's start there since that's where you started your life. Yeah, I, I think the lifestyle in Hawaii is probably my favorite thing. Um, it is, it can be the stereotype. Uh, we, we do work hard. But uh, I would start my day at the beach and that would be paddle boarding for me. Some people it's surfing or swimming, but it was always about an active lifestyle. And so it would start there. I would go to work and then I'd end my day with friends, either barbecuing at the beach or at dinner or something like that. And so I think for the Hawaii people out there, uh, you all know that Ohana is extremely important to us. And I take that with me everywhere that I go and that sense of community. And so my favorite thing is just having those those moments together of watching a sunrise or a sunset or laughing about something and taking life not as seriously. Oh, I love it. Okay. Now we'll go to LA. Tell us what your favorite <laughs> thing about LA is. Oh my goodness. California is a, is an interesting place. Um, I lived in the Bay area and in the LA area is Oh gosh, I, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> it's, it's like two different places in the entire world and it's only eight hours apart. <laughs> but um, I think one of my favorite things there is the lessons that I learned. And it's in LA, there are so many kind people that really want the best for each other. And that's like Corey, the LA Hope dealer or Chelsea, another woman that I met through these relationships and the things that they're doing to give back to their communities and the, the amount of things you can get involved in by just stumbling across somebody on the street is probably my favorite thing about California. It's the, the art that you see on the streets where people are just trying to beautify spaces and, and making commentaries on the social impact or whatever it might be that's important. And so I think for me, the, the beauty is in the voices that are there. And that's probably my favorite thing in that area is, is that voices aren't stamped down. They're embraced. Oh, I love that. All right. And the Big Apple, tell us what you love about New York City. 
Oh, okay. Well, we or I talked about how feminine I am and how much I love girly things. Um, <laughs> and I love musicals. And so I'm always the one in the front row singing along. And, you know, other patrons probably don't appreciate it as much, but they can live with it. <laughs> so, so it's all about Broadway, the musicals here. And then the connections that I've made here are all around who I am personally and what I enjoy in my life. They're, it's not all about the professional. So who I can go to ballets with or operas or shows along those lines and finding people who embrace that culture. But just being so close to it is my favorite part of Mount Manhattan that I can come out of work one day and decide, okay, let me go see if there's any cheap tickets to anything that's playing right now and just on a whim go to a Broadway play I mean nobody else gets to do that <laughs> oh I love that so and that I heard that's the key right if you can be last minute mm -hmm. you can score tickets really Get really deals. inexpensive mm -hmm. yes all right well we just shared that with our listeners now they know the secret <laughs> show up last minute with with big hopes right and <laughs> oh yes rush tickets are a thing oh that's <laughs> 25 dollars awesome. right there mm -hmm. oh my gosh well this has been amazing you guys chelsea kim with bella oh my gosh bella loves me make sure you keep an eye out for that merchandise we'll definitely be promoting that on our facebook group the she's invincible uh podcast Facebook tribe. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, so we can't wait. We're all going to have our own Bella Loves Me uh, merch. And I can't wait for that. So thank you so much, Chelsea. Thank you for sharing so much today. And to our listeners, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, get back up, girl. Get back up. You can do it. Tell them, Chelsea. Absolutely. And never dull that shine because you are exactly who you need to be. <laughs> oh my gosh. And get your sunglasses. Start handing out those <laughs> sunglasses and shine bright, my invincible friend. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out with us today. If you were inspired or learned something new, please subscribe to the podcast, give us a review and share us with your friends. For more information about me and how I can support you, please stop on over to my website at camilehman.com and book a free call with me. I'd love to meet you and learn more about how I can support you.